Hi. Good morning, Miss Joan. Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. Awesome. Well, hey, I wanted to just jump right into this topic of communicating amongst disagreements. This is also an area that you've seen so much in your career. Um, you know, not all the family members get along and, uh, that's probably an understatement, the understatement of the year, but I want to kind of focus specifically on the idea of the primary caregiver, let's say the adult son or the adult daughter who has the primary role as being the one that's either caring for mom or dad personally or is at least coordinating everything amongst the other siblings. But in terms of that role, they have the boots on the ground. They're the ones that are interacting with mom and dad the most. And then you have the other family members who also have opinions and likely don't agree. So what are some of the best tips and tricks or best practices that you've seen to help let's say, the adult children communicate well, even amongst disagreement? That's a biggie. (laughs) Um, One of the things that we really have to talk about, first of all, is to realize that roles in families are set very often in childhood. Um, Mm. and, And feelings and relationships, you know, like kids will say who's the favorite well believe it or not when you're 60 years old sometimes they still feel like who was the favorite child and uh so you have to kind of look at that and there's a lot of times sibling rivalry that kind of percolates back up again um there's also a lot of oftentimes conflict somebody says you know a crisis in the family which is like mom and dad needing uh, a lot more help can either be smooth or it can cause like a civil war in the family. And a lot of that is old dynamics. And the one of the real big problems is you can't change that. You can't rewrite a family's history. You know, what happened yeah. to Johnny at 10 is still somehow in, in his or his mind. And so you can't do that. So one of the, the, the most effective tools is to really call, have a, a true family conference. Um, somebody, cause some, one person said call it a task force, whatever it is, but to involve everyone and making sure that the older person, a mother, a father, or both, if they're there, are involved. A lot of times children will say, well, let's not talk to mom and dad. We'll figure this out among ourselves. And then when they present it to mom and dad, the sky blows up. So having a family, but involving everyone, like the the spouses, the in-laws, if grandchildren are really involved, but having the whole family with the older person sit down and put, you know, basically put everything on the table, you know, talk. The ground rule is everyone's going to be absolutely honest and let them talk first before you interrupt, but hear them out and find out um, kind of, you know, what their, what their problems, issues, hopes, dreams, frustrations are, um, and, and just talk that through. And a lot of times that sounds easy. It's very hard to do because most of the times if there are 
and have been conflicts among siblings, they've never talked about it. You know, they talk to their wife or their husband. They may even talk to their parents. And sometimes the parents have been the ones that have kind of held the family together. And, well, let's not talk about this when, when Judy's here. Let's just talk about this when Sam is here. Uh, and then when the parents get in trouble, then the kids are left to look at each other and try to, to face it. So sitting down together and really talking through and trying to be realistic because you know you mentioned the it the the person who steps in sometimes there's another sibling who feels like they should have been the one who did it especially if the one who steps forward has always been perceived as mom's favorite um yeah and, and so those old resentments come up you know well i've i've done all these things all these years for my mother and now susie comes in and she's the golden savior and um you know i can do this and i have done it and i haven't been given credit for it so just talking through and making sure that the commitments or the agreements are realistic um mm -hmm. if i'm working a full-time job and I've got two toddlers at home and a husband who who likes to um, have dinner on the table when he gets home from work how realistic is me is it for me to provide X services for mom and if I can be real realistic then maybe Johnny can come in and do this and you can agree as a family to to try to be helpful and not have the burden on one person because a lot of times it does become a burden on one person and then it blows up in the family. Um, so I have said a lot of times having people be realistic, realistic about it. Sometimes an outside person, it could be a caregiver, it could be someone like you who when you recognize it can sit down and sort of be like a, a mediator not tell them what to do but help them talk to each other help them hear each other because hearing each other is something that a lot of times they can't do because at, you know yeah. when they're in their 50s and 60s they're still carrying around <laughs> those uh frustrations um and i can't tell you how many people just i think i've mentioned one other time in our meeting about some of my neighbors who are putting their in in both cases mothers um and mm -hmm. one one gal has has um uh, a son and daughter who don't see the same and two brothers and one brother wants this and the other brother wants this and they have struggled so much and mom manipulates that whole thing because she didn't want to go uh she didn't want yeah. the help she's fine in her yeah. house I lived here so right. you know, so again having people really sit down um and that's hard to do because many families have never sat down and looked each other in the eye and, and been honest. But that is often the best thing because once you do that, if I become the, the person who is the primary caregiver, when I reach a place where I'm just really struggling, you know, one of my kids gets really sick or, you know, something happens, I can say to them, you know, we talked about this, this is what we agreed to, I really need help right now. So if you start yeah. out with that conversation, then when you need more help or things need to change, my husband had a heart attack and, uh, you know, I can no longer do this, so who can help step in? Let me ask you this on that point. Are there any situations that are obvious to us that may not be obvious to let's say the children of of their you know aging parents such as 
outsourcing perhaps financial POA or healthcare POA in, in, in our industry, obviously we see all kinds of situations. Let's say the adult daughter is healthcare POA and the adult son is financial POA or vice versa. Is it helpful to distinguish those roles amongst the, the kids or should someone else perhaps say a third party like a geriatric care manager or someone like that should should that should those roles be passed to someone like that what are there any kind of tips in that vein that you've seen that might help avoid some of these disagreements sometimes a care manager can really play that role if the family is willing to allow them to do it um money can become a real um, a real stickler. Um, yes. I've just seen situations where um, mom's will includes, you know, money for Joan and money for Joan is going to your agency. <laughs> and, you know, okay, yeah. so how, maybe mom doesn't need that many hours a day. Maybe. So it's trying to help people see what does mom really need. And sometimes a care yeah. manager who's outside can help clarify that not saying to, to Joan, you know, we know you're just trying to get, keep money for yourself, but just say, this is what your mom really needs. And then it's going to be the onus on me to say, oh, no, I know I have to do this for my mom. Right. But yeah, it's, it's um, I just can't tell you how many over the years, how many situations I have seen that are really heartbreaking uh, because of inner fighting. And uh, I mean, I've had situations where a brother or sister come in and say, uh, you have to bar my mom, my sister or brother from coming in. They can't visit mother. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, if they come, please call me. And, you know, so they get into some very ugly things. And then mom or dad are in the middle. And sometimes they don't even know what's going on. They just wonder why yeah. someone isn't coming. So, yeah, sometimes a care manager can be that intermediary or sometimes mm -hmm. like in, in, in feature, if you've got a, a nurse who's, who's played a role, can sometimes come in and a lot of people will give a little additional respect, if you will, to someone who they see as a medical expert who can help right navigate what really needs to happen yeah well those are some great thoughts at the end of the day the care that is uh being provided by whomever I, whether it's a company like us or the uh primary caregiver in the family at the end of the day it's all about their aging loved one and what's best for them and so keeping them at the center of the decisions and and trying to find commonality uh, that highlights their needs. Uh, that's that's the way to win. So yes. that's a good place to end it. Thank you yeah. so much, Ms. Joan. You're welcome. Take care.